Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Liberated Parents Liberated Children, your guide to a happier family. Imagine Helen, a mother whose life is entirely focused on her two children Billy and Lori. When Billy forgets his lunch, she takes it to him. When Lori is preparing to take a test, she has to help her review. When the weather is bad, she has to drive them to school. Helen is so busy with her children that she feels like she is stuck to them. Her emotional life is tied to theirs so directly that she is only happy when they are happy and she feels isolated when they feel isolated. She knows that this relationship is untenable, but she does not know how to withdraw from her children's lives. How well do you get along with your children? Have you also attached yourself to them and lost your sense of self? Do you think that this is the best way to love your children? Do you want to avoid such a children-centered lifestyle? Liberated Parents Liberated Children provides readers with practical solutions to build a better parent-child relationship. The authors of this book are Adele Faber and Elaine Maslisch who are both well-known experts in parent-child communication and authors of best-selling parenting books. They are also the founders of the New School for Social Research in New York and the Family Life Institute of Long Island University and mothers of three children. This book is the culmination of research they conducted with parents over the course of several years while at university. Tens of millions of parents around the world have employed these methods and proven that they work well. In addition to giving lectures in the United States and Canada, they also often appear on popular TV programs, such as Good Morning America and The Oprah Winfrey Show. We have introduced some other bestsellers about parenting by the same authors, including How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk, How to Talk So Kids Will Learn, and How to Help Your Children Live Together So You Can Live Too. If you're interested, please search for these bookies later. This book explores methods for addressing conflicts between parents and children by sharing how the authors and other parents learn and practice parenting knowledge. It inspires parents to develop their knowledge of scientific concepts and learn practical parenting skills, encouraging parents to help their children while also being kind to themselves. Next, we will review this book in three parts. Part 1. Understand your children and value their feelings. Part 2. Praise your children and them address negative feelings. Part 3. Change yourself and become a better parent. Have you ever experienced the following situation with your child? Your child scratches their hand and bursts into tears, crying that the finger hurts. You look at the finger but find nothing wrong, so you say, how can it hurt? It's just a scratch, it's alright, stop crying. However, after hearing your words, your child cries even louder. This is an example of how parents often respond inappropriately to their children. Children have their own perceptions of things, and both their positive and negative feelings should be acknowledged. Indeed, parents should not only acknowledge children's feelings but also help them learn to recognize their true feelings. For example, you can say you seem pleased to have finished that puzzle all by yourself, or you must be disappointed that Tommy couldn't come to your party. Acknowledging children's feelings does not mean approving of them or intensifying them. 
When a child refuses to share his toy or says that he hates his sister, parents should listen to the child's voice, feel what he feels, and respond to his feelings. If children's feelings are acknowledged, they will develop the ability and willingness to change themselves. The book offers an example of one mom who caught her son as he was about to pull the blanket off of his baby sister who was sleeping. Rather than scold him, she said to him, Hey, Roddy, I've been thinking about how the baby must bother you sometimes even when she's sleeping. I'll bet that just having her in the house just seeing her can sometimes make you mad. Her son then gave her a long grateful look and said, Baby's cold, cover her. When a child is hurt deeply, such as when a beloved pet dies or a friend rejects them, parents may worry that acknowledging the child's painful feelings will do further harm. Obviously, parents want their children to be happy, so they often try to prevent their children from experiencing such hurtful feelings. However, pain is actually an important aspect of children's growth. Disappointment, frustration, and sadness can strengthen children's resilience and help them develop coping skills. Instead of trying to avoid such experiences, parents should acknowledge their children's painful feelings, listen to them, and empathize with them. By doing so, parents help their children develop the power to comfort themselves, learn to confront and tolerate painful experiences on their own, and become stronger as they age. The author suggests listening to children and acknowledging their feelings, but what if they are unwilling to talk to you? Sometimes a small offering would help a child in distress by building trust and reminding your child that you are there to help. You don't have to ask whether they want it or not, just give it. But what should parents do if their child continues to complain about something beyond the limit that they consider reasonable? In this case, parents must find a way to end the conversation while also reminding that their child that they recognize and respect the child's perspective. For instance, you could say, I know how upset and angry you are, but we have to stop now. I have to get dinner ready. However, as children develop emotionally, some of them will use inappropriate exaggeration or, or hyperbole to express their feelings. For instance, when upset with a parent, a child might say, I wish you would die. At this point, parents should directly tell their children that such an attitude is unacceptable and insist that they find a way to express their feelings in a more appropriate manner. Because children do not have the same level of emotional maturity as adults, they are more likely to be overwhelmed by strong feelings. Parents can help them create a positive channel for expressing such feelings by for example writing poems or painting pictures. In addition, children often need courage to face new situations and learn how to deal with their fear. In this case, parents can respond enthusiastically by acknowledging their child's courage. For instance, you could say, this is really difficult, I really admire your courage right now, I know you can do it. Children's feelings can become as real to parents as apples, pears, chairs, or any other physical object. Nevertheless, they will change and sometimes they will change very quickly, or other times, two contradictory feelings may exist simultaneously. Moreover, every child's feelings are unique to his or her circumstances. Just as there are no two identical leaves in the world, children may approach the same situation with very different feelings and distinct thoughts. Regardless, when children's feelings are respected, they are able to create a more intimate relationship with their parents. The more parents respect and trust their children, 
the more those children will be able to respect and trust their own feelings. Trusting their own feelings and following their hearts can help children make safe decisions as they grow up. Let's look at one particular example. It was a hot summer afternoon. Jill came bursting into the house with her bathing suit still wet and a strange look on her face. She told her mother that Linda and she were having such a great time in the pool with a nice teenage boy they met. They played water tag together happily. Then later he took Linda and her off to the side where the trees are. He asked Jill if he could lick her toes. Linda thought it was funny. Although Jill did not know what that meant, she felt like something was wrong, so she ran home. With great relief, her mother took a deep breath and as casually as she could, she said, you trusted your feelings, and they told you just what to do, didn't they? When parents deny their children's feelings, they destroy their children's ability to sense danger. When we tell our children that they don't understand anything or aren't capable of fully comprehending their own feelings, we are preventing them from developing their natural protective shield and leaving them to feel confused, lose direction, and lack an appropriate sense of danger. In this part, we learned that it is very important to acknowledge and help children understand their real feelings. To achieve this goal, parents need to listen to their children and respect their feelings, which helps build a more intimate parent-child relationship and encourages children to respect and trust their own feelings more. When children trust their feelings, they are more likely to avoid dangerous behaviors. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.